Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project. Your do-it-yourself dilemma. We are here to help you take control of those projects and get them done. Check them off the list by picking up the phone and call us because we will help. We're standing by. We've got the gloves on. We've got the tools out. We've got the measuring tapes ready to go. We're going to help you get the job done. But you've got to help yourself first by calling us at 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour, we are smack dab in the middle of summer storm season. And when, not if, the next storm hits your neighborhood, it's important to thoroughly check your home for damage. Minor leaks you may have missed can turn into major problems if they're not caught and fixed up promptly. We're going to show you exactly how to do that in just a bit. Plus, those summer storms can also bring on a whole host of mold problems if you don't know what to do. We're going to have that solution a little later. And if you thought your lawn was bad, imagine millions of visitors tramping all over that same lawn every single year. That is the problem that faces the folks that are in charge of the National Mall in Washington, D.C. We're going to tell you about a major makeover that's being planned there and what you can learn from that renovation that can help in your very own backyard. And this hour, we're giving away a Philips 12.5-watt ambient LED A19 bulb. It's worth almost 40 bucks, and it's going to save you over 100 bucks on energy costs a year. So let us shed some light on your home improvement project. The number is one eight 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 money pit Let's get right to it. Leslie, who's first? Nathan in Texas needs some help shopping for a faucet. Tell us about it. Yes, I'm actually looking for a matching, uh, something that will work in both my shower and my lavatory faucet in my bathroom. Okay, that shouldn't be a problem. It's uh, The design I want, it's the, the lavatory is going to have a split handle that's stubbed out of the wall, not off of the sink, the, the sink base. Okay. Going into like a bowl. Okay, like for a vessel sink. Correct, yes. And in the shower, I want a split handle as well that's matching, and, and that's where I'm having trouble finding a split handle in the shower, and I had heard rumor that that was a against some sort of ordinance or a code or I don't know. You mean where the hot and cold are separate handles? Correct. Well, I think what you need is um, it, you probably when you talk about code, you're probably thinking of a pressure balance valve where it's a single handle that mixes the hot and the cold and protects you from sort of shower shock, and that's the way most new construction would be today. But there's an awful lot of old homes out there that have separate hot and cold water faucets and i don't see why that would be a challenge and in fact leslie the very same faucet handles that we're using for the lavatory we could probably use for the faucet right with the, for the shower yeah i mean i don't, I don't see why not i don't see why not i mean generally the issue is sometimes when you're shopping for tub and shower faucets it's you know completely sold as a set you've got the shower head you've got the faucet and you've got the tub spout um 
Hmm, but you I'm could trying. buy everything separately. Yeah, and you put can it buy everything separate. I don't see why. Have you tried mowing? Well, I mean, I've just been cruising websites, and, and, and it's hard to specify what exactly you're looking for. There's mm-hmm. so many out there. Well, what I would do is I would go to a plumbing supply house, explain the situation, and see what options they present you. This is going to be something that's difficult to find um, on a website or a home center. But if you go to a plumbing supply house and just explain to them that you want matching handles for the lavatory and for the shower that come out of the wall, turn everything on and off. And then you want separate hot and cold. And you want a spout that matches whatever design. So I I don't think this should be that hard to do. Okay. Well, I, I really appreciate your uh, your show. It's it's my six year old's favorite show. Oh, all right. <laughs> we got some young fans out there. That's terrific. Well, I mean, he he always loves building stuff, and he heard your show a couple several months back, and I mean, he gets me up every Saturday. All right. Well, what's his name? Hollis. Holliff. All right. Well, Holliff, thank you so much for being a fan of the Money Pit. <laughs> Thanks, and, Holliff. Uh, Nathan, if you hold on, we'll send you guys a, a book. Then when Holliff gets a little bit bigger, you can read some home improvement tips to him, okay? Oh, man, that would be outstanding. All right, stand by. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Jill in Michigan, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I'm doing some new landscape to a house, and the house just is not real elevated. I mean, it's just average height. And there is a landscape plan that I really like that is, um, has some mounds that are elevated with shrubs and flowers and so forth. Okay. Will that make the foundation of my house look low? Should I avoid going with height for the landscape against the foundation, or does that enhance it to give it some height? Hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting question. Well, Good decor and, question. And the issue with the mounds of soil against the foundation makes me a little bit nervous. How, you know, Tom... Well, you would, can't cover the siding. You can't cover the wood framing. Right. And what about moisture situations? That would be okay. Yeah? As long as you didn't trap water against the house, as long as you had slope away. Okay. Yep. And we, we would. And, um, yeah, the drain off would be fine. Um, it's a crawl space, no basement. Okay. Which direction do I go? Because I can go either way. I just didn't want the house to look like it was more of a berm-type house when it's sitting on an acre and a half out in the country, and I don't want it to look like the ground is hugging it. Right, eating up the foundation and going right I mean, right I think up. if you had a, you know, uh, if you used it in moderation, I mean, I right. wouldn't... I- I think if you used it to sort of accent certain areas, like maybe the corners or you know, on the edging, you know, the outermost corners of the house where you could then put a taller shrub or an arborvitae or a Leland cypress just to give height in those areas. And um, then I wouldn't have any danger with the drain off that way either. Then I'd be secure. Exactly. And mix it up. Make sure you get local sort of grown items that you know will do well in your soil and in your climate conditions. This way you're not wasting money on items that aren't really going to work in your area. Um, Look for irrigation additives that you can put in the soil when things are being planted to sort of reduce the amount of water you might need. Just think about those things in the selection process. And if you've got a plan you like, I say go with it. Okay. Well, you shifted me back to my original plan with these thoughts. <laughs> okay. So, good. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You're very welcome, Jill. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. 
You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can call in your home repair, home decor, home improvement, design, expansion, renovation project, question, whatever you are working on. We are here to give you a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, extra moisture and humidity from summer storms is a recipe for mold. We're going to tell you about a new product that can stop mold in its tracks, though, without harsh bleach. That's coming up after this. portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Exterior Weatherproofing Wood Stains and Finishes with an advanced 100% acrylic resin to protect decks, siding, and fences from sun, rain, snow, and ice. The line offers long-lasting beauty and excellent durability. For more information, visit Bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here at Team Money Pit is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Now, one caller that gets on the air with us this hour is going to win the new Philips 12.5-watt Ambient LED A19. Now, this is a bulb that provides soft white light when it's lit, just like those incandescent bulbs that we all love, but it's going to last more than 20 years. And get this, it's dimmable, which makes it the perfect light bulb for pendants, ceiling fixtures, and it's a really rugged bulb. You don't have to worry about that fragile glass or that filament. It's a great bulb, the new Philips 12.5 Ambient LEDC A19. It's almost 40 bucks. You can find it at Home Depot. If you want to learn more about it, check out our online green product guide at moneypit.com, or you can give us a call right now at 888 Pit for your home improvement answer and your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Well, check this statistic out. Half of all homes in America have indoor mold. That's right. We said half, and we're not talking about the mold that could be in your refrigerator. <laughs> Most minor mold issues, though, can be resolved with traditional solutions like bleach. However, although the bleach is going to kill the mold, it cannot keep it from coming back. We're going to tell you now about a new product that can keep it from coming back. It's from the folks at Planet People, and it's called Concrobian Mold control. It's a non-toxic two-in-one solution that both eliminates and prevents mold, and you won't have to resort to any hazardous chemicals, bleach, anything like that. You know, the bleach can stain surfaces and also stinks. It gives off very toxic fumes. This Concrobian product is safe for any surface that's water safe, and it's completely non-toxic. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The concrobium, it's perfect for mold that you find during home renovations or mold that's caused by severe weather. In fact, many homeowners choose to use concrobium behind the walls during a home renovation because it's so effective at actually preventing mold growth. Now, you can find concrobium at home centers, including Home Depot, Lowe's, and Menards. And if you want some more information, visit their website. It's www.concrobium.com. That's C-O-N-C-R-O-B-I-U-M.com. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to those phones. James in Wyoming is calling in with a decking question. What can we do for you? We are at the triannual point of refinishing our deck. And so uh, we were wondering the feasibility of overlaying the existing deck using that as a base and putting a composite uh, decking over the top of it. Is that feasible to do? 
Oh, absolutely. But I wouldn't put it over the existing planks. I would take those planks right. off and use the existing framework and then put the composite, you know, where the old wood decking itself was. Yeah, exactly. You would strip off the decking and you would install new composite decking on top of that. There's, you would not want to layer it over the old decking. Well, no, because okay. eventually that wood is going to fail, decay, you know, decompose. You're going to have to get rid of it eventually. So just do it now. Don't sort of sandwich that there. Okay, I was told that the, uh, the tensile strength of the composite uh, may require additional stringers to be put underneath of it so that it would have uh, less distance between the joists. Is that correct? No, no, no. I mean, some of the composites are really floppy. If you use a good quality product like Fiberon decking, um, that's actually a product that Leslie and I have both worked with, and it's very, very resilient, and it's got a, a, an encapsulation process on the outside called Permatech that seals everything in so there's no real organic piece of the composite that's at the surface. You never get a, a moldu or milled kind of growth on it. Very easy to clean. It doesn't fade. That board itself, very, very stiff board. You won't have any problems with telegraphing. Right, and I, and I, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, at, at our summer home where we used it, we just took off the existing wood decking and put it right on top of the existing joists. You know, oh, everything she did the exact stayed, same project. Yeah, then. everything stayed as is. I mean, we did have to, you know, sister a couple of joists here and there just due to aging of the deck itself, but, you know, nothing else changed. Okay. All righty, well, thank you for the advice. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Sherilyn Michigan is dealing with a leaky basement. Tell us what's going on. I live in a home that was built in the seventies, and the hole that brings the well water into the house uh, it used to leak a little bit for many years, and then I pulled out what I thought was greasy stuff, and I guess must have been like the beeswax that you would use on a toilet seal. <laughs> okay. And- <laughs> the well people out, and they said, no, no, use this foam, so they put that foam expander in, which didn't help at all. So now, it, like, when it rains, it really pours into the basement. Yeah. All right, well, this is an easy problem to fix. Uh, first of all, wherever the pipe comes through the wall, I mean, that just becomes the point of least resistance, and that's why when you broke the seal around the well pipe when it happened to come in, you know, water is just continuing to find that space. But the overall issue is that you have a lot of water in the ground right outside that, and if you can address reducing that water, then that will solve this problem. So the way you do that, Cheryl, is by looking at the grading. That's the angle of the soil around the foundation at that area. And then secondly, the gutters, making sure they're clean, they're free-flowing, and they discharge water away from the house. Because as you said, when it rains, it leaks. So if we can manage the water outside and, you know, perhaps seal around that pipe a little bit better, I wouldn't necessarily use uh, an expandable foam insulation. I'd probably use something like silicone caulk or mm-hmm. urethane sealant. Um, that would solve it. Because the expandable foam really doesn't stop water infiltration, no, it right? It's more like air leaks. Yeah, that's what I thought, but she said, no, this will take care of it. And she, she, she. Well, it, it looks effective. It's not. <laughs> and you know what else you want to do, Cheryl, is, you know, make sure you don't have any, you know, gardens or, you know, flower beds that are right up against the foundation that maybe have stone walls that sort of keep that water sitting right in there. You know, you and when Tom said with the grading, you want to make sure it slopes away from the house. You know, those are really simple steps that can be hugely impactful if one of those is the problem. You can't be like the little Dutch boy that put his finger in the dike, okay? Right. That's what you're doing by sealing that up. you got to stop the water. Okay. Very good. Thank you so much. Cheryl, I hope that helps you out. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. 
Sylvester in Georgia needs some help with a flooring project. Tell us what's going on. Yes, my wife and I purchased an older house about a year ago, and now we want to add carpet into the basement, and we're having the moisture problem, and I'm trying to find out what can we do to stop the moisture from coming through the floor. Have you already put the carpet? No, I have not. Okay, good. What is the existing flooring that's down there? It was carpeting. We pulled it up. It was old carpeting, but it had that musty mildew odor mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, that would be a really bad idea. <laughs> You're always, always, always going to have a situation like that when you put carpeting in the basement, unless you have the best dehumidification system, no issues with water getting in from around the foundation, no gutter problems. It's just a a recipe for disaster when you put carpeting in the basement. If one thing sort of goes off, you're going to end up with that musty mildew smell, allergen generation, molds growth. It's really just not a good idea just because the inherent nature of moisture in basements. Okay. What would be the idea floor for a basement then? Uh, you would want to use, I would use a laminate floor. Mm-hmm. Or if you wanted hardwood, you could use an engineered hardwood. That's pretty resilient when it comes to moisture. Right. But we would also tell you at the same time to go through the basics to try to reduce the level of moisture that's down that basement. So make sure that your soil is sloped away from the outside walls. Make sure your gutters are clean. Make sure your downspouts are extended. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you go with a laminate, you can, um, I mean, if you go to lumberliquidators.com, they have locations all across the country. The price points are excellent. I have a friend who just did a laminate floor from them that was like 60 cents a square. So you can find something that's really affordable that looks pretty much like everything from wood to stone. And then... It goes down very easily. It can be a do-it-yourself project if you like. Um, and once that's down, you can add area rugs to give you that same sort of cozy, warm feeling that you would get from carpeting, but you're not going to have that moisture situation. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Dave in Ohio needs some help with building a house. What can we do for you? Yeah, I was wondering... Uh, if- be cost-worthy to go with two-by-sixes instead of uh, two-by-fours, you know, for them. Uh, there's only like a dollar difference in the, the wood, but, and would it be better to go R19 instead of R21 that you can special order through Owens Corning? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, it never hurts to put in uh, as much insulation as you can. That said, uh, keep in mind that if you use a two by six wall structure, you can only go you can go twenty four inches on center instead of sixteen. So that means you need fewer uh, studs than you would uh, if you used a two by four construction. So I think all in all, it ends up being slightly more expensive, but not that much. And you are able to get a much thicker wall and a better insulated exterior wall. So I think it's probably a good way to go. All right. Yeah, for the price difference, I mean, you can make it up because it's kind of like a no-brainer to me. I mean, but now they have R21 value, but it's like three times as much. Yeah, and picking up that 3R, that additional 3R, is probably not going to be worth the additional cost. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I would stick with the basics. You know, six inches of uh, fiberglass bat insulation inside of a 2 by 6 It's going to give you a really nice exterior wall, and that'll deliver a lot of protection for you from the elements. Right, right. Okay, yeah, because we live up here towards Cleveland. All right, well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Still ahead, do you think your lawn has seen better days? Well, find out what is likely the biggest lawn repair in the history of America. It's the makeover of the National Mall in Washington, D.C. We're going to talk to an expert involved in that project, find out what they're doing and how this technology can help improve your lawn next. This segment of the Money Pit is brought to you by The Home Depot. Upgrade to a Philips 12.5-watt LED light bulb that lasts 25 times longer than a 60-watt incandescent bulb. More saving, more doing. That's the power of The Home Depot. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And are you enjoying all of those days and nights of beautiful green lawns in front of your house? What? You say no? (laughs) You have problems in your lawn? Well, what if you had millions of people walking on it every single year? If you do, you can imagine the problems with the National Mall. Mm -hmm, That's right. You know, the National Mall is the open area park downtown in our nation's capital. And it's one of the most popular tourist destinations in the United States. And it's actually in need of a major makeover. So we are joined by Carolyn Cunningham, the president for the Trust for the National Mall. So what is going on down there in D.C., Caroline? You know, the National Mall is just loved to death. It is a amazing and beautiful park, a majestic park, and 25 million people come there every year, but the reality is that about 30 years ago was the last time this park saw any infusion of cash in it, and it shows. Now, we saw an article recently in USA Today where there was a, a, an explanation of the technology that you guys are actually doing to improve the lawn. Let's talk about that. Uh, I understand in some areas that the ground is uh, so dense, it's almost like concrete. So you really have to completely strip and rebuild this. Is that correct? Absolutely. We brought in Murray Cook, who is with Brickman, um, one of the the leading landscape companies in the country. And Murray actually uh, does fields for Major League Baseball and, and, um, frankly, throughout the world. And what they're trying to do is re-engineer the soil. And it's basically a three-step process. One, we've got to restore it, we've got to maintain it, and we've got to better manage it. Now, how will you be able to work on the mall itself and still keep it open for the enjoyment of these 25 million visitors? Yeah, when you build new lawns, don't you have to keep them off for uh, folks off it for some period of time? Well, you know, the reality is, is the park is 700 acres. So that third to 15th street that's going to be repaired is only a small portion of the park. Okay. And they're not going to shut that entire area down and do it um all at the same time. Clearly, there's a love of this park. There are a lot of people who come here. So it's going to be done in phases. And no plans to go AstroTurf, huh? (laughs) (laughs) No. Now, let's talk about some of the other uh, elements of the makeover. I understand that uh, a lot of the properties there are also suffering everything from from the walkways to some of the monuments. Is there going to be uh, money budgeted to uh, make those repairs as well? You know, there's work already underway there, which is really exciting. So the front of the Jefferson Memorial, which literally was breached by the tides, and the front of it was falling into the tidal basin, has seen um, $18 million and is almost ready uh, to reopen, which is really amazing. Um, The Lincoln Reflecting Pool, um, which was leaching about 50 million gallons of water every single year, and that's D.C. drinking water, um, is being repaired. And, you know, that never saw it 
any real work since it opened in 1925 with a little patching in between 1925 and now. Um, and there are other projects um, that we're going to be undertaking. Um, the redesign of Sylvan Theater over on Washington Monument Grounds and making that a food facility for um, visitors with performance space. It's going to be beautiful. Constitution Gardens, that lake is you know, fetid dead fish in it, and um, that will be restored. And, um, you know, there are projects throughout the mall that really need our attention, and, and we, have a, we have a long project list. You know, Carolyn, I hate to say this, but Washington, D.C. is sort of notorious for things taking forever. So <laughs> how long can we expect this makeover to take? <laughs> well, you know, that's the beauty of doing something in a public-private partnership. I think what the private sector brings to the table is not only funds in this um, very tight budget time on Capitol Hill, but um, a sense of urgency about this space. So our uh, projections is that it's going to take about seven years to raise the money, perhaps a little bit longer, um, to execute the projects, only because we want to make certain that these um, places and the park is open for everyone's enjoyment. Caroline Cunningham, president of the Trust for the National Mall. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. And if our listeners want to follow along on your progress, your website? We're at nationalmall.org. We'd love to have people join us. That's nationalmall.org. Thanks, Caroline. Thanks. Have a great day. All right. Still to come, when a big summer storm hits, it's important to assess your home immediately for any damage. We're going to tell you how to do just that next. Live in a body pit. This segment of The Money Pit is brought to you by The Home Depot. Upgrade to a Philips 12.5-watt LED light bulb that lasts 25 times longer than a 60-watt incandescent bulb. More saving, more doing. That's the power of The Home Depot. Making good homes better. Welcome back to The Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should pick up the phone and call us right now at one eight 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 money pit If you do, one caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the Philips 12.5-watt ambient LED A19 bulb. LED bulbs are fantastic. They save you 130 bucks a year in energy cost. It's got a very soft white light output, kind of equivalent to a 60-watt incandescent bulb, but it's perfect for table and floor lamps. And although it's as bright as an incandescent, it only really uses 12 watts of energy. It's totally Energy Star certified. Available at the Home Depot. You can visit moneypit.com for info on that. And all of our green product picks, just look for the green product guide online right now at moneypit.com. All right, pick up the phone and give us a call. We would love to give you a hand with what you are working on. Well, being that we're in, you know, almost mid-July, we're a good month into hurricane season. And even if you don't live on the coast, you know, summer storms can really do a whopper of damage to your home. So after a storm, here are some things you want to do. You want to check your siding, you want to look at the metal trimming, and you want to look at your soffits. Now, if these parts are loose or missing, you have a really good chance of developing some leaks happening there. You also want to look for cracked, loose, or even broken window panes. Now, even the best roofs, they can leak under extreme conditions like driving rain, which, you know, can then push up under the roofing shingles and result in some major leaks. If this has happened, repairs may not be necessary unless those shingles have been damaged, causing, you know, a new access way for the water to get in there. Also, you want to look for loose flashing around your chimney 
chimney and any sort of plumbing vents or protrusions that you may have through the roof. And you also want to inspect those same areas from inside your attic. So you want to look at them from the outside and you want to look at them from the inside. Use a really good flashlight and check out what happened or what didn't. Uh, you know, that's a good point. And uh, speaking of flashlights, I got a new one uh, last month for Father's Day, which I really liked. It's the LED tripod flashlight. You are the biggest fan of this flashlight. And it's really super cool because it's almost like three like super spotlights connected to make one awesome flashlight. Yeah, and it's got like three legs so that when you're working inside the cabinet, you can just set it up and turn it on and it just stands there. Nobody has to hold it for you. So not as much as a father-son project as those projects used to be, but still <laughs> um, totally does the job. Uh, so if you want some more information on that, you ought to check it out uh, at the stanleytools.com website. But I like it because there are three multi-directional heads that swivel about 120 degrees. They're totally uh, shatterproof too. So we've been using this um, on indoor projects inside the house and also actually took it on a camping trip down the Delaware River. So it works inside, works outside. Great flashlight. Just thought I would mention that and pass that on to you. The website, again, stanleytools.com. Now let's take your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. Madeline in Rhode Island is dressing up her kitchen. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, I want to change uh, my kitchen and give it a quick fix by changing the color scheme, you know, repainting cabinets and changing out the hardware and stuff. I'm really limited by the color of my uh countertop, okay. uh, which I believe is from like, or I don't know what the real brand name of it is, but it's a laminate. Um, I'd like to change the color of it. And my question is, can it be painted? People tell me it can be, but what is the proper procedure as far as, uh, you know, roughing it up, I suppose it would need. and Well, there's a couple products on the market that are made specifically to be countertop paints, perfect for a laminate countertop situation. Um, sanding it I would definitely make sure first that I clean the countertop very, very well um, because sanding it, you don't want to be too aggressive with because some of that sort of scuffing that you might do will show through the, through in the painting process. Um, Rust-Oleum has a countertop paint and they call it simply the Rust-Oleum countertop coating and it comes in a quart size. It's less than 20 bucks a quart. It comes in, I want to say, 20 different color choices so you can go from, you know, butter yellows to ones that are more earthy, taupey, grays, ones that even look like concrete. It works really well. Um, we used it on an episode of $100 Makeover because it was right in our price point. Um, it does take three days to cure. So once you get it on there, you want to make sure that you don't touch it, clean it, put anything down on it. Just really let it do its work. Um, and that works really well. Tom and I also know of a company called Gianni. They make a granite paint. And um, that takes a little bit more skill in the application because you're doing, you know, a base coat and then you're sort of putting on the veining, if you will, by brushing on, you know, in an artful way, a different type of coating on it. So that can create a granite look. It's available in sort of like a black tone and a creamy tone. I prefer when I'm painting my countertops, unless I'm really skilled at faux finishing, to sort of just go with something more simple because it's kind of, you know. Yeah, I've never done anything like this before, so I... I you know, I probably ought to stay with the basic uh, solid color. Mm-hmm. And Rustoleum, I would go to their website, which is rustoleum.com, just because to search it out, the countertop paint is kind of new, so it's not available everywhere. So you might want to start with the website just to see w who might have it in your area. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Ron in North Carolina is calling in with an insulation question. What can I do for you today? 
Hey, I wanted to ask about um, insulation under um, the, my floor. I have a subfloor okay. for my house. I have a crawl space, and um, the insulation was washed out on, during a hurricane at one time, and I had um, the subflooring put down, and I had three-quarter-inch plywood put down, put down as a new floor. And I'm wondering if it's cost-effective for me to put that insulation back, and what kind of insulation would I put back under there if I was to do that? Well, certainly it's very cost-effective to insulate your crawl space floor because that's what keeps you know, your feet warm and keeps the uh, heat in your house and keeps it much more comfortable in the colder weather. What you want to do is remove all of the old insulation, and then the next thing you want to do is add unfaced fiberglass bats. You'll support them with uh, insulation hangers, right? Insulation hangers. uh, And you want to put those, you know, about every 12 to 14 inches. And I think that you'll find that it's a project, as long as you get access to the crawl space, it's not that difficult to do and one that gives you a great return on investment. And it's unfaced insulation? Unfaced mm-hmm. fiberglass bats, correct. It's just unfaced. The pink fluffy stuff on both sides, no foil covering. Okay, and it could be a do-it-yourself job? Absolutely, not that hard to do. Yeah, if you can get under there, you can do it. Okay, yeah, there's plenty of space under there for me to get there. Is there a certain kind or make or model? Or... Owens Corning makes uh, excellent insulation products. For more tips, why don't you go to their website at owenscorning.com. They also have a website, I believe it's called insulateandsave.com, that'll help you figure out exactly how much insulation you need for your part of the country. Okay, great. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, tunneling rodents, they can really tear up your yard and be totally gross to look at. So up next, we've got some surefire solutions to stop those moles from ruining your yard and your barbecue weekends. So stick around. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by ODL's Add-On Blinds. Enclosed behind tempered glass, they eliminate the need for dusting and exposed cords, both problems with traditional blinds. Plus, they easily install over your existing entry glass. Visit www.odl.com to learn more. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, if you're getting your first cooling bill of this summer season, you might still be in for a shock when you're opening the <laughs> envelope. You know, that recent heat wave that a lot of us have been dealing with have got our air conditioners cranking. We're going to give you some tips on how to lower your cooling costs at moneypit.com. All you need to do is when you get onto the website, search air conditioning efficiency, and you will be given the golden rules of how to operate your air conditioning efficiently and save some of those energy dollars, which we all like to do while staying cool this summer season. And while you are online, you can head on over to the community section and post your home improvement question just like Paul did, who writes, we have a lot of yard damage from moles. Then with all of the rain we had in the last few days, we had a lot of washout. Now we have huge sinkholes in our front yard. Can you please help me figure out the best way to repair our yard? I'm assuming the moles are still there, you think? 
I'm thinking that they are, and you really need to deal with that first. Now, the reason that you have moles in your yard is because you also have mole food in your yard, uh, by the way, of insects that they love to eat. Now, moles typically feed on grubs. So how do you get rid of them? Well, you use grub control. You can use a product like GrubX. Scott's actually has one that is uh, called GrubX1. It's a season-long grub control, so you only have to put this down once, and it lasts the entire season. If you do that, the grub population will go down. The mole population will leave. They'll just go over to your neighbor's lawn to, to, to feed on and find those fresh grubs because they won't find them in your lawn. Now, in terms of the repair, what you want to do is fill in those areas with topsoil, tamp it down gently, then seed it. Now, it is tough to get grass to grow in the heat of the summer, so you may even want to think about putting this off a little bit uh, until the fall, which is the perfect time to get it to grow because there's enough time to get a deep enough root so that it will last throughout the second summer. You can try it. If it's a shady area, you might get away with it. If not, I would put it off to the fall. Can you patch in sod, or is that a gamble? You know, you could, but you have the same risk. You have to actually uh, be very careful not let it get totally dried out. So you got to be, you know, very, very careful to water it very, very frequently every evening for, uh, you know, a good hour or so to make sure it has enough uh, water to survive. All right, Paul, start making nice with your neighbors because the moles are headed their way. <laughs> well, the summer is a season that we all totally enjoy, but it can turn tragic without proper pool safety measures. Leslie's got advice on how you can create layers of protection to protect your family in this edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. With a pool in your yard, it is so super important to keep your kids safe with more than one safety measure in place around your money pit. Now, a pool alarm, that's really just the first step. Now, these are going to sound if any child-sized object disturbs the water surface. So you won't have to worry about every pool toy or a leaf, you know, setting off the alarm and freaking everybody out. Now, you can also look into locks, alarms, or alerts on the back doors of your home or any door for that matter that's going to lead to that pool area. Area. Finally, a properly designed pool fence is really the most effective way to keep small children from danger. First of all, your fence height should be at least 48 inches, and the spacing between those chain links should only be about one and a quarter inch, because anything larger, if you've got a climber on your hand, and pretty much when I was a kid, if I saw a pool, I could get over anything. So you want to make sure that the links on the fencing are no larger than an inch and a quarter, so that climbers just simply can't get a toehold in there. And most importantly, you want to make sure that all fences have self-closing hinges to prevent those gates from accidentally being left open. If you take all of these measures, you are sure to have a safe pool season for your family. But remember, nothing beats parental supervision. So keep an eye on those kids all the time. Even when you think someone else is looking, keep an eye on those kids around the pool. All right, guys? This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next week on the program, would you like a lush lawn that would be the envy of the entire neighborhood? Cultivating green grass can be a challenge in hot summer months, but we've got some tips that will help get you there on the next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.